Micah 5, 2 through 5. But you, O Bethlehem Ephratah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore, he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has given birth. Then the rest of his brothers shall return to the people of Israel. And he shall stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall dwell secure. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be their peace. When the Assyrian comes into our land and treads in our places, then we will rise against him, seven shepherds and eight princes of men. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This is a, this is an interesting uh, passage. I was actually thinking about the other side of this passage the other day. Yeah. Um, uh, when the wise men go to Jesus, or I'm sorry, go to Herod, mm-hmm. and uh, they say, we hear a king is born, right? Yeah. And then remember, Herod goes to his like scholars, and he's like, where is the Messiah going to be born? And yeah. they were like, Bethlehem. And then Herod kills all the babies mm-hmm. there. Well, this is this is where the scholars went. This is what the scholars were reading. Yeah. Um, and this little Bethlehem, this kind of insignificant place, uh, is where you're too little among the clans of Judah, but for you shall come forth for me the one who is to be ruler of Israel, who's coming forth from old, from ancient days. You know, Will, last week we read Genesis 3. Yeah. And here, I think this is what it's saying. The ruler, the Messiah, the offspring is the one who's to come forward and to save the people. What what, what are your thoughts on the passage? This passage reminds me of Gideon. Um, it, It makes me think of when the angel of the Lord appears to Gideon to, to call him to liberate God's people. And Gideon is basically, his, his response is like, is this a joke? Like I yeah. am the least of, I'm the, the, the weakest person in the weakest tribe of Israel, which is like the weakest nation. And yet the Lord constantly reaffirms him until he rises in the strength of the Lord I'm going to use you uh-huh. because God uses the least. And then, you know, we have that epic story where Gideon finally, you know, he has he has this great army and God yes. whittles it down to, to 300. Makes it small. Yeah, exactly. And and I just <coughs> love in, in God's redemptive story, he does not use the greatest, the highest, but he uses the least of these, you know, and, and I just love that that. Jesus, our our lowly king, our humble king, comes and he he doesn't even he's not born in a high rise in downtown Jerusalem, but he comes to the outskirts to to Podunk Bethlehem, and, and that is where the kingdom is founded. And, and then he's raised in Nazareth, yeah, another yeah, Podunk town, yeah. and he was a fugitive in Egypt. I mean, yeah. th- there's there's nothing grand about the incarnation yeah there's nothing grand i mean it's the grandest thing that's ever happened yeah but there's nothing grand about how it happened yeah. um yeah. which 
which yes, I think just shows the fullness of the incarnation. Mm. Um, yeah, there, there is uh, I, you know, recently read Washington's, there it is right there. Mm. A life by Trino. Mm. I mean, in a sense, Washington, you know, he got Mount Vernon going and it was this huge estate and everything. He was kind of a Lord, mm. right? I mean, he was a man, yeah, but he was a Lord. I mean, he had yeah. all these servants, everybody yeah. would look to him. Everybody yeah. would respect him. Uh, our Lord, who actually is the Lord, who actually is the ruler of all, who's actually worthy of our lives and our praise, came not as a Lord, mm -hmm. but as a servant. And, and in that, he can really identify with all of us, right? He doesn't just identify with the high. In fact, he almost yeah. more so identifies with the low, with the weak, with the least. Yeah. And those are the ones that he's going to redeem. Those are the ones that he's going to bring peace to. Those are the yeah. ones that he's going to bring strength to in all the world. Yeah. You know, I, I love kind of your point about Washington. It We as humans are drawn to these like underdog stories. And um, in, the, in the Mars Hill podcast, they kind of talk about find founding myths and how we, we take these stories that are not really like that significant underdog stories and, you know, take like Steve jobs, for example, or the Silicon Valley companies. We love the idea of, you know, these, these mammoths started the company in the garage. Companies. Yeah, They're out of garages in like middle of nowhere, California. And, and we're drawn to them and we actually end up, you know, manufacturing these stories a lot of the times. And, and, you know, kind of to your point about Washington, we we want our founding fathers to be the, these gritty outcasts of England who have nothing to their name, but like their pride and, and from their bootstraps, they pull up a nation. But I, I love that here in the Bible, we actually have, we see that that story is written on our heart, on our hearts. That yeah. is the fullness of God's redemption story is out of this stable in Bethlehem. The, the garage myth is true. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jesus was born in a garage, right? Re yeah. Redemption starts in a garage. Yeah. And um, and, it, and it's not a manufacturer story. In fact, it even gets worse, right? Uh -huh. he, he He's born in a garage and then he becomes a fugitive. Yeah. You know, it gets even worse. And then um, he gets pulled out of the city and killed. Yeah. You know? That's the end of the garage myth. Yeah. But in that... Redemption is brought, peace is brought, strength is brought Amen. to all who look to him. So a great word for today. For Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.